News Biscuit, real fake news. Welcome to News Biscuit, the UK's original fake news. News Biscuit, the last refuge of a scoundrel. <laughs> I'm your host, Renfo, and I'm joined by the remaining members of NATO. <laughs> Kit Caboodle. Ron Corleone. Hello. Stanley Miseru. Miseru? Oh, I'm pronouncing that wrong every time, aren't I? Stanley Miseru. Is that right? I think so. Hello. <laughs> You're not sure? <laughs> oh, well, I feel much better. I thought, what stage, I thought I might be being culturally insensitive by mispronouncing your name. But if you don't know what it is, then fuck it. Um, and, and Paul L. Hello. Oh, I'm going to just get my cup. Sorry, go on. You're going to get your cock out, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Scars, we means go on. Yeah. Uh, I'm just getting a coffee. Oh, coffee. Me... thank God for that. It's not your normal <laughs> Zoom meeting. <laughs> yeah. This is a different one, Paul. Yeah, so I've got I've got very confused. Uh, <laughs> it's a Saturday night. Usually it's my only fans, uh, but that's an hour later. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, go grab a coffee if you need to grab a coffee. Absolutely. I'll be in two seconds. This month, Storm Eunice sweeps through Europe faster than a platoon of Russian tanks. <laughs> and we ask, World War Three, is that the new Brexit dividend? <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to our first round, News in Brief, where our panellists select their favourite headlines. Public advice to say a little prayer as Storm Franklin approaches. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> did, did, did did any of us lose anything particular in the storm? Two tiles. I think two tiles. Two tiles. Two tiles. Two tiles. I just think it's like, so two children. That's, like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's terrible. If you fed them all, they wouldn't be so light, and they wouldn't get yeah. you know. <laughs> We got fake grass in our front lawn. And we oh. looked out in the morning, it had gone. <laughs> it, it completely flipped over. I'm looking out going, someone's stolen our grass. <laughs> what, was, what was initially a, be a beautiful green vista was just brown. You usually gain in storms, I find. Isn't that the joke about sort of everyone gains a trampoline? <laughs> I, I gained a child. Uh... <laughs> Run, runs kids. <laughs> They're confused but happy. <laughs> um, antique bottle of Tipex becomes corrector's item. Oh. <laughs> Sadiq Khan gets dick out. <laughs> Russian soldiers who entered Ukraine were just fetching their ball, says Kremlin. <laughs> that is less thingy now that they're just there. <laughs> they're not returning, are they? So yeah, no, they're they're staying for the full game of football. Um, whatever it was. <laughs> Or looking for going from house to house looking for additional footballs yeah, is what not... they're doing. Yeah, I mean it's very exciting to have a news biscuit episode where news is unfolding in front of us. I thought it was going to be a slow news month, and then I, you know, I phoned my friends in the Kremlin <laughs> and said, "Could you put on something for us?" And they've obliged. I mean, it's. <laughs> I do like the fact that that all the news outlets though are having to sort of apologise on all the video footage that they're showing at the moment. Because apparently all they've done is they've gone into the archive and pulled footage from movies and computer games and have been passing it off as real footage, really? which is brilliant. Yes, 
the BBC had to do a whole list of kind of, uh, this isn't real, this isn't real, this isn't real. Wow. So, I mean, it's not to say that things aren't happening in Ukraine. They clearly are. But I think it, there aren't that many reporters actually on the ground <laughs> reporting <laughs> stuff. There's a lot of kind of crazy fake news rattling around, which is unfortunate for us, because that's usually the, the space that we occupy on the internet. The, the uh, most oddest thing I've had was uh, Ronan Keating explaining the Ukraine uh, uh, crisis uh, on the one show. It's odd, uh, which I never thought would happen. But well, out of Boyzone, he was always the one who had his finger on the pulse <laughs> of military matters in Europe. The other lads in the band, they were sort of Middle East experts. Yeah, it, was, it, it, it was Ronan who was always, you know. <laughs> Do you think I it was never... one of those things where they'd actually run out of material or something hadn't happened? And someone in his ear was just going, just can you fill for us for a minute? Can you fill for a couple of minutes? on expert analysis on what's going on in Ukraine. He just breaks and breaks into a cover version from Cat Stevens. Are they going to send Giles Brandreth next week? <laughs> they should. That would ratchet up the tension, I feel. That's just going to force both sides into a standoff where they just, let's both shoot him. No, I won't. <laughs> and a lot of people have kind of commented on the internet, on Twitch and things, that now everyone has moved from being an expert on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> to suddenly, suddenly an expert on, on the Ukraine. And it's odd, I didn't cover any of those things in my degree, and yet I'm willing to state opinions. <laughs> I did drama. <laughs> Man whose penis froze during Olympics, weirdly proud. He said, yes, it was agonising, despite the stiff competition. <laughs> Mr Lindholm's doctor commented, Mr Lindholm has real cojones. It's just unusual that I could use them as clackers. <laughs> Technically, they're ice cubes now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so his penis froze. I mean, was it just, did he forget to zip it up? Was it just kind of floating around sort of? So what do you do when it's frozen? I mean, do you have to sort of dip it in hot water, warm water for a while or? I don't know, Ren. <laughs> well, I'm concerned. Lucky you weren't a medic on site though. Ah, I have done first aid. I, but we, I'll be honest, we did not cover what, what to do to warm up a penis. That was a very different course. <laughs> I think what you have to do, Ren, is you have to look at a picture of Van Widdecombe and it will slowly start to thaw. No, no, hold on, no. Hold on, Rod. Thawing implies an increase in passion, surely. <laughs> That's what <laughs> he means. Meltdown. Meltdown. Right. OK, each their own. <laughs> Government denies cost cutting as it launches pre-loved lateral flow kits and PPE. <laughs> what what pre-loved? Pre is that is that what is that <laughs> is that the phrase that's used on sort of eBay and stuff as so that it's already been used? Is pre-loved. Oh, yeah. I, I think there's a website called pre-loved. But it's not used in an act of love. Well, maybe we can talk to the skier, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very unsanitary. I don't want that. I don't want something. I don't want anything that's been pre-loved. Ah, sloppy seconds. Um, right. Okay. Incompetence to be inducted as fifth horseman of the apocalypse. The four existing horsemen are united in welcoming incompetence to the team and are looking forward to accelerating delivery of the coming apocalypse in line with their five-year strategy. Yeah, incompetence does seem much more in, in keeping with the 21st century. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that might actually save us when it comes to Ukraine and Russia is just the, yeah, an outbreak of general incompetence. It's not uh, tanks that have broken down on the side of the road because they've run out of fuel. The Russian tanks have. So I think we're already there. What? Have we? Really? Hold on. Fuel's the one thing they've got, isn't it? <laughs> 
No, it's great. There's a video of a Ukrainian man asking them if they want a lift back to Russia. <laughs> Excellent, Charlie. <laughs> really um, what else, Kim? Um, breaking news. Sir Keir Starmer killed Bambi's mother and stole Christmas, claims Johnson. Because <laughs> usually with leading politicians, there's kind of a, a gentleman's agreement as such that you won't use you know real big dirt on each other because the reality is the other person can fling stuff at you know you know the same kind of stuff but Boris Johnson has that look of desperation in his eye hasn't he of someone who's drinking in the last chance saloon so he's going to just hurl any insult he can he's got a haymaking kind of <laughs> swinging his arms wildly on the off chance that he's going to catch Starmer of course he won't because Starmer's notoriously short <laughs> Although he keeps putting out tweets to say that he's five for eight, and that, oh, and, that, and, that that's, and that that's really tall. Um, the <laughs> Labour Party keep putting out tweets about it. You go, why keep saying it? <laughs> Fears go for COVID after it is infected by Lawrence Fox. <laughs> Lawrence Fox has got COVID, has he? Well, that that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? He that's he wanted COVID, didn't he? I thought that was his gist. I think his thing was kind of complicated because it was both it doesn't exist and also I want to get it so that I'm a strong human. I don't. I just think he's the living embodiment of every man who's gone through a bad divorce. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he's ever got over Billy Piper. I think right, uh, I think all of his white pride, strange nationalistic kind of fervor is just linked to the kind of low self-esteem and the fact that he can only see his kids in the park once a fortnight. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Sorry, Lawrence, if you're listening, but you know. and he is. To Lawrence Fox. Yeah, he needs help. It's a cry for help, surely. His entire career is a cry for help. And yeah, I like the fact that everyone keeps giving him a platform. He's invited back onto chat shows to, to sing and to talk about his stuff. It's almost like people are egging him on to a suicide. It's, it's, it's that kind of... It's cynical. It's absolutely cynical. Because nobody takes him seriously except him. Yeah, I think they're just pushing him, pushing him to the edge. You heard it here, here first, folks. Yeah. Use Biscuit predicted Lawrence dying of auto-asphyxiation with an orange. Right. Kid's uh, <laughs> face is horrified. What? What? It's been a long Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it's been, and I'm not, I'm not going to put any of this in the final cut. I can say my life. I wanted to marry Billy Piper and Lawrence stole her from Oh, now we're getting it. Now we're getting it. That's the real truth. Ron, what have you got? Russian grandfather wins Olympic medal after mix-up with granddaughter's drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and a bat out of hell goes to heaven. Meatloaf last month, passing away with meatloaf. But I thought this was very neat and concise and, you know, respectful, but, you know, funny at the same time. Bat out of hell goes to heaven. Respectful and funny. Yeah, that's what we go for on News Biscuit. Um, <laughs> we fall short on both of those so often. <laughs> When I was a kid, I was about seven. The only time I went ice skating and there was a sort of DJ doing the music and he and he was inviting <laughs> people up and you could announce the, the the song that you know you pick a song and he'd play it. And I went up there and I'm seven or whatever, and he tells me, You're gonna do meatloaf. <laughs> and I was so outraged that when I got up and I had the microphone, I had to announce the, that it was a meatloaf song. I announced it as breadloaf just to get my revenge. <laughs> and even at seven, I thought I was striking a blow against the man. <laughs> I felt very cheated. Yeah, yeah, you can make any, you choose, come up, you can choose anything you like. Brilliant. No, you can't. A bit like democracy in that regard. <laughs> right, go on. And finally, uh, this is the best one, I think, you know what I mean? GB News 
reschedules its TV shows. After talking pints with Nigel Farage, it's talking straight with Nigel Farage. <laughs> Aristocrats all want COVID, now the Queen has it. <laughs> uh, local news reporter, needlessly out in storm. <laughs> huh? Yes, that is the beauty of it. That's the only upside of every storm, yeah. is that although your house may be destroyed, Ron's children may be thrown <laughs> hundreds of miles across the country. Nevertheless, you, the one joyous thing is tuning into the news and watching some some poor local news reporter being battered by the seafront where nobody else is. They send them right into the eye of the storm, don't they? There's there's no sense of health and safety checks. It's just simply, good luck, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> we may never see you again. Right. Uh, and they have got that look on their face, haven't you? That kind of, that, that sort of, this could be my last days on earth. Why do they do that? Why do they send reporters out into storms? I think it was, before it was for Dennis Norden's laughter fire, wasn't it? So they could, uh, <laughs> so they could have that for him. But uh, now that's not on, I don't know. <laughs> it's this weird thing about the assumption that the audience has so little imagination imagination that we we can't visualize a storm unless we see someone dying in it i know it's they're not quite as brave when it comes to ukrainian wars um <laughs> if anything i'm seeing a lot of green screen at the moment i didn't think that's a thing now i'm doubting everything i'm seeing now uh, <laughs> Ukraine bitterly regrets building such interesting churches. <laughs> and then lastly, we have to learn to live with World War Three. Boris says. <laughs> Death from World War, their lowest level for 70 years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's an upside, isn't there? And I think Boris would put a very positive spin on World War Three. He's the guy you want leading you into a war. Not because he's going to be competent, but he's just going to be so upbeat about the fact that we would be dying. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Excellent. All, all this radiation. Ah, all free. Free radiation for everyone. Ha, ha. COVID, don't even worry about that anymore. The bullets, that'll get you. Our next round is True Biscuit, where our panel has to guess which is a real headline and which is a fake one. Vladimir Putin hires boys to men to boost the Russian birth rate. What? What? So, hold, what? What? Lie. Okay, okay, Hold okay. Up. Boys to Men, that was a popular beat combo from the... 90s. <laughs> Cooley High Harmony was their big album. Uh, very good album. <laughs> Paul's revealing a little bit too much there. <laughs> um, it's a very good album. End it, of the Road. Is it, End it? of the Road is their big hit. <laughs> End of the Road is where you are with News Biscuit now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> wrong with liking boys to men they're good yeah, you can say that statement but when i say it it just comes across as creepy kit <laughs> you'd be sat in, in a pub ring somewhere it's nothing wrong with boys to men. <laughs> but is putin a fan of boys to men well it's, it's going back a bit it's 2013 oh well that was fine that makes sense then yeah 2013 <laughs> yeah. 2013 all, all the world world leaders were into boys to men yeah. yeah you should have said that yeah and it was part of his plan to boost the country's birth rate because children were key to russia's internal security apparently so so a boys to men are they going to be tasked with impregnating 
the whole of the nation? Or are we supposed to listen to the music and that gets us in a kind of sexy place that, that Paul obviously listens to the album? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's the latter rather than the former. Um, they were hired <laughs> to do a gig in Moscow just before Valentine's Day. But just one gig? Yeah. So off the bat... That's they, how powerful they are. Such is their sexual potency. <laughs> Just one night of listening to their music will enable you to maintain an erection for the next 10 years. I believe um, that. Are you believe are you believing that, Paul? Or are you living that? <laughs> Can it be both? <laughs> wow. Uh, what do they attribute the dropping birth rates to? A, a lack of, of smooth. R&B or... <laughs> yeah, there was no homegrown Russian R&B. It was just a terrible period for the country. <laughs> it's the it was, it was, for, for Russia, the 20th century, their bleakest time was... <laughs> Why? Absolutely true. Uh, well, I wasn't sure until he said it was 2013, and then I thought, no, absolutely, that sounds... Because there was that huge boom that happened during it, the... It was yeah. a crazy year. We all did things that we regret. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you're the, the resident expert on yep. uh, <laughs> on the sec on the sexual frisons that come with <laughs> boys to men. Well, knowing them uh, as I do, I'm gonna have to say it's true because. Yeah, you're, in fact, even mentioning it now, I can see in your face. You're good. <laughs> you're good to go again, aren't you? I can see yeah, yeah. it. There's a, like, and there's a passion. If you need to log off now, <laughs> watch out, Russia. <laughs> But I think true, true. So it actually, then it actually says, should that be what the Ukraine does? Should they just blast boys to men music at the front line? And all of the Russian soldiers, all geared for fighting, was like, oh, no, we want to make love. And they were just like start rolling around erotically with that. No, is that not happen? Is that just in my mind? Is that a thing? <laughs> Maybe in your mind. Maybe in my mind. Make, make love, not war. <laughs> I think if, if you're going to take anything from this podcast, it's it's that. A bit late now. <laughs> a, bit, a bit late now, dude. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> um, surprisingly, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Last year, a zoo near Stoke-on-Trent hired a Marvin Gaye impersonator to try and encourage their rare monkeys to um, mate. So <laughs> there may be something in it. Actually, what's interesting is that monkeys have a much better taste in music than the people of Russia. That's what I'm getting from that. Oh, um, come on, Ren. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Paul. I, I forgot you're their manager. Ren, you sound like a daydream believer. <laughs> How weird that it's a true story. So Putin was a much more relaxed and groovy and free love kind of guy only a handful of years ago. What changed him? What made him so bitter? He's like Lawrence Fox. Has he gone through a, a messy divorce? <laughs> is he married, Putin? I suppose he is. Look at Paul, you animal. Just because you talked about boys to men already, you're looking for your next sexual conquest. <laughs> is he married? <laughs> Thank God there's, there's, there's NATO and several other nations between you and the, the warm arms of Vladimir Putin. It won't um, stop me. It won't stop me. Change him. <laughs> it will change one of them, Kit. I'm not sure who. <laughs> Kit, what have you got? Whole couple demand comedy refund because war has made journey to Blackpool unsafe. <laughs> because war? Yeah. War has yeah. made the journey to Blackpool unsafe. Yeah. What What inside information have they got about the war that we should uh, be worried about? Ukraine. They live in Ukraine. No, they live in Hull. It's oh, the same difference. 
Yeah. Uh, do they just misunderstand the, the route between Hull and Blackpool? Do they think it sort of crosses over eastern parts of Europe? Yeah, they've been going via Ukraine for years to Blackpool. <laughs> it, it's a cheap, it's a cheaper bus journey. <laughs> Mega bus. It, it's it's five hundred hours, but it's cheaper, so they've been doing it. <laughs> That'd be great. They must think the Pennines is the Iron Curtain as they cross over. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I don't know if Blackpool is specifically covered under the NATO umbrella. Maybe it's not. Uh, <laughs> where's a safe haven if Blackpool is is dangerous? Well, I think it's that Hull, obviously, being home is safer for them. Uh, but Blackpool is just risking it far too much. They get up in stray gunfire, everything. There is a logic there because ultimately, no matter what, yes, yeah, no matter, <laughs> yes, yeah, no matter what happens, Hull, they're absolutely right. Hull will never be invaded because who would want to do that? <laughs> you just sort of stop at that point. It's like sort of Napoleon advancing on Moscow. You just reach a point where you go, it's not worth it. <laughs> so cold they've asked for a refund did they get a refund uh no they didn't because the employee said that was ludicrous <laughs> but i do like the idea that you know events on the other side of the world you could just make claims on it in terms of kind of it's like the butterfly <laughs> effect something happens on the other side of the world and you you claim for a new patio <laughs> and you're like what how's that connected well <laughs> Everything's connected. Chaos theory. Is Putin going to be getting an invoice from these people? <laughs> the ruined holiday. And he's going to be looking at it going, I'm pretty sure we didn't go to Hull. But uh, <laughs> how very strange. Well, unless the Ukraine invasion is just a smokescreen and they have actually invaded Blackpool without anyone noticing, I'm going to say it's false. Yeah, because let's be honest, has anyone checked when they invaded oh. Ukraine? I didn't think to check on Blackpool at all. It was well down on my list of priorities. <laughs> I haven't heard from anyone in Blackpool in a while. <laughs> You're saying there was going to be a false flag that was, and it's Ukraine, that's the false flag. It's Ukraine's flag. Annexed Blackpool. It was only a matter of time. Difficult one, this. Blackpool being on the west coast in Lancashire because it's not too far from fracking areas and I think it's true. We're going to need gas. Gasprom's been bombed off, sorry about the pun. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we could be looking to go fracking in Blackpool round about that way. So I think it's true. And you've just got a map out in front of you now and you, you've just... <laughs> oh, no, I'm a geographical wizard. Yeah. Not a political, a geographical one, you know. <laughs> I'm going false. Oh, well, you, you're so sceptical of everything. Ah, oh, what a misery. I mean, seriously. False, false. False? Yes. It is true. Oh. Yeah. And it was in the Metro this morning. I told Rob that we wanted a refund, and he said he would move tickets to another date. But I do not want that, because I don't know how long this will go on for. No one knows! <laughs> 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 oh. And the headline here is, local man reminisces how he once gave a member of the Monty Python team a gift at a local theatre in a small town. That's it. That's the entire <laughs> headline. <laughs> Man has, man has it's a big headline, but the, it's a big, it's a big headline, but the papers have brought you. So, first on it. So, so this is so man has vague anecdotes 
and it's made its way to the front of a newspaper. <laughs> what it is, the local Ro- Roven reporter, uh, what's her name? Lucy, what's her name? She conducted an interview with him. Uh, <laughs> Lucy, what's her name? Is a married name. A maiden name was Lucy Watts, but she married Roger Ernie. There's an element of truth there about it. He's a cousin of mine. So, so you're claiming... <laughs> you're I don't claiming, know what's going on, claiming, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so you're claiming this is that, you know, this is a much more plausible story because I'm related to a fictitious <laughs> character within it. <laughs> well, this is what you've got to work out. That's, that's part of the scheme. Have you not done this before, Ralph? Can can I say at this point is I don't believe Ron is a real person. Yeah. I think I think Ron is a figment of my imagination, and I think I must have eaten too much cheese earlier. Or mushrooms. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a mass delusion we're all uh, experiencing. Well, here. And I'm surprised everyone hasn't quizzed me. <laughs> member of Monty Python it was. I'll, I'll be honest, Rod, that wasn't the bit of the story that we thought was implausible. We are aware that Monty Python is a thing and there are people in that group. What we were questioning is the, is, is the veracity of this person who, who you are now claiming is, is a fictitious relative of yours in a newspaper that defies belief. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm really confused who Lucy is. No, don't try, no, don't let go down that rabbit hole again. Just don't. We'll never get out of it. According to Lucy, what's her name? In a report, the second paragraph down, because I'm streamlining it for you now. I know we're reading this. Blocking that. Okay. I've got to Uh, edit this later. Who's bearing this in mind? I've got to make some sense out of this rambling piece of nonsense. I'm trying to to help you out here, Ram. Give me an embolism. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so, uh, the member in question was Terry Jones. He presented him to Tennis Span. Whether or not you believe that story, but Lucy, what's her name, is a reputable reporter in the in the region. <laughs> you know, I'm vaguely knowing this distant relation of mine. There is some plausibility, but I could be giving it away there, couldn't I? See, this reminds me of a student who's gone into an exam and hasn't studied. Right. Uh, <laughs> but go, rather than just not write anything, they just go for it. It has that air of kind of rambling desperation. <laughs> uh, probably true. I'm sure many people have given Terry Jones of Tinnis as a gift. Has, has Ron kind of broken this game now for us? Is he broken? <laughs> He's he's he broken reality. <laughs> oh well, it was a nice run while we had yeah. it. Um, true. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, true. <laughs> Are we saying true to the story or true to Ron being a real person? Right. I'm okay. not sure. Oh, I'm not sure. sure. Not uh, sure. <laughs> go on then. Let's say true as well. <laughs> like it's a bet. Yeah. Go on then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In for a penny. Yeah. Whatever. It was true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is Lucy what's her name? Is that is that <laughs> true? Is that oh, honestly that that bit is true? No, I'm only kidding on that. Right. Oh, oh, dear. Dear. that. <laughs> oh, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, when we all wake up later. Okay, uh, thank you for Rod. That's 10 minutes. We're never getting back again. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Go then, Paul. 
Okay, anti-capitalist protester starts anti-capitalist events company. This is, <laughs> this is a Protest X, the world's first event management company dedicated to making sure your bid to overthrow the status quo goes without a hitch. Which... Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. That's my kind of anarchy, vaguely organised and with a profit motive. Um, I, th I think it's like you have to be within the system to break the system. Is <laughs> <laughs> said the man who spent 10 years in prison. Um, <laughs> so is it one of those things where you go on the website and you can kind of select template riots and protests that they've already kind of organised yeah. and you just put your branding on the top of it? So it's for people like, you know, if uh, if you're too busy, um, <laughs> you, you can't fit the overstory <laughs> into your work, uh, like busy schedule. <laughs> you need an events manager as if you're planning to get married. So you're so busy working at your job that you don't have the time to leave the job to overthrow yeah. your your employer who's making you do the job okay okay i i, I kind of get that and you get and you get a planner so yeah, planner yeah so you just get this kind of enthusiastic individual who sort of bounds on the scene saying what would you like what color scheme would you like for the yeah. revolution <laughs> <laughs> they'll do all this for money so <laughs> well you why would you do it for anything other than money <laughs> I mean, that's if there's one thing that the overthrow capitalism has, has taught me, it's that you need cash to do yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> is it just capitalism events that they're looking to overthrow, or can you can use them to like say say for instance, I wanted to invade Poland or yeah. the Ukraine? Actually, say I wanted to invade the Ukraine, <laughs> would these guys be able to cater for it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it seems that 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 is, that is something. They would offer you. And do they provide the the kind of the hordes of angry people wielding pitchforks, or do you have to bring them along yourself? No, I think uh, I think there's a, a tier system. You can choose a tier. Uh, so tier one is like a few protesters. Tier two is more protesters. Tier three, you know, a whole uprising. <laughs> if you've got the money, I think I want this. I mean, I, I don't know if it's true or false, but I, I, I kind of, I'd, I'd like to, because I've always thought about having a revolution, but I know it involves quite a lot of work yeah. and and a strong ethical base, but I've got neither of those things going for me. But if I think I can, can just dip in and just kind of hire a revolution, that'd yeah. be great. Go to, go to Protest X. Protest X. And is X just because X, you just fill in the blanks? It's whatever you want it to be. It's actually, uh, I don't know, it's Protest EX. So Protest X. Protest, protest X. X. That's what Lawrence Fox has been doing all this time. <laughs> Just protesting his ex. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, true and false is there in the end. Uh, Paul, it's your thing. So we're not going to go to you. Um, yeah, true or false. Oh, I, it sounds very plausible, true. Oh, well, I'm, I'm convinced about this. Looking at Paul and his demeanour and everything, the lad's got it on his face. I don't think he <laughs> could tell a lie to save his life. He has got on on his face. Thank and you. viewers at home who can't see it now, I just yeah. want you uh, I want you to visualise a kind of Disney-esque character. Is it the crown I'm wearing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the fact he's, he's naked apart from the crown. Yeah. That suggests a level of innocence and naivety that none of us are quite ready for. Yes, he's just there. <laughs> Naked in his crown. Um, <laughs> he's the Disney princess we all, we all want. Um, I'm going to say it's true because the poor and downtrodden masses have got plenty of spare cash to throw around on things like that. So, yeah. <laughs> this is false. 
This is a news biscuit story. What? That's outrageous. Face lied to us like that. I know. Oh, very good. You see, not many people do the news biscuit stories. That's the honest. <laughs> Most people usually read something. <laughs> but damn, that sounded. Uh, it's in the first book. Uh... <laughs> Still on sale. I wrote that book as well. I don't remember. I don't remember that story at all. Right. Uh, <laughs> finally, we reach the magic eight ball. <laughs> Each of our guests is going to give us their predictions for next month's news. After the success of the recording of Imagine, celebrities to re-record John Lennon's Give Peace a Chance. <laughs> a man born in 1957 who repeatedly said, you have no idea what the Blitz was really like, has been sent back to London 1941 using time travel. He came back shaking, crying and saying, I had no idea what the Blitz was really like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't know what Nam was like. Well, no, leave it to you. You were born in 1978. <laughs> I think there's going to be a new Sudan report to investigate claims that Downey Street staff are spotted buying suitcases of Smirnoff despite the sanctions. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there's a, there was a thing of um, Jacob Rees-Mogg, who had a lot of shares in various Russian companies. Oh, God. He sold them all off last month, apparently. Oh, I saw that. I was lucky. Buckingham Palace about to announce another royal wedding between the Queen. They're going to announce their engagement to the Pope. <laughs> to the Pope? <laughs> so, to be fair, he has been single for quite a while, hasn't he, the Pope? I don't think Andrew in the Catholic Church is a good mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, they've got a lot of common interests. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> We can say that now, can't we? Now that he spent twelve million pounds to shut people up about what he's been up to, I think we can. I think technically we can now say st more stuff about it. We were kind of treading on eggshells around Prince Andrew, but yeah, he's fair game now, which is his motto, actually. Um, oh, <laughs> sounds all right in Latin. <laughs> Bit more sinister at a swingers party, right? Okay. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of the episode. And I can reveal this month's winner is Storm Eunice and anyone who had shares in fence panelling. <laughs> I'd like to thank our guests, Stanley, Mizaru. Thank you. Kit Caboodle. Bye. Ron Corleone. Goodbye. And Paul L. Thank you. And I leave you with these headlines. Light duties of COVID hit Queen will include writing checks for her second son. <laughs> <laughs> masked Avengers to sue government for loss of earnings. Think about it, it's a mask thing. They're not allowed to wear masks anymore. You see, that's why I'm like, oh, you see, it's clever, it's clever, but it's not funny. And <laughs> I think that's that's what we go for a lot in Use Biscuit. <laughs> They're laughing now, but not with the joke. And the final headline is this Russian war crimes could infringe on US UK copyright. <laughs> clever. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to News Biscuit. News Biscuit is not only free for all readers, but we also accept submissions from any budding satirist, young or old. Visit newsbiscuit.com to submit headline stories and to support new writers. News Biscuit, real fake news. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is gold. I mean, this is. <laughs>
least of which is Ron's story. Uh, I've, I've got to find a way of how I can keep that in the episode and there's still to be time left over for anything else. I'm going to have a little, yeah, I, I'll have a play with that. It may just be, yeah, in the final edit, it just made me go, oh, Ron, oh, no, no, interference. Oh, he couldn't say anything. Um, and then we just cut ahead. Yes. <laughs>